This is Vanessa. <laughs> this is Vanessa. And, and this, this is Shit on the Table. So, uh, we are coming at you live in person in our uh, new studio. Yeah, it's a little it's a little vacant right now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the walls are painted and there's a desk. But yeah, we're in person, so you'll definitely probably feel that spark again that we had. Yeah, pre-quarantine. Yes, pre-quarantine. Yeah, here in our state our COVID cases have been going down and it's it's been a little bit smoother than as opposed to other parts of the country yeah. which is nice it's it's nice like talking to a microphone again yeah and we're still technically like social distancing we yeah. have to be like a couple feet away technically even though we were like just in bed together <laughs> your bed's so comfy <laughs> <laughs> we've, um, it's been months since we've actually been, been together for this oh, period of time. Yeah, I think since before March 15th. It was the last time we actually been close enough together. So, I mean, there's been a lot yeah. of time apart. Yeah. You know, just trying to keep together and yeah. friendly through all of this shit. Messenger and Zoom. Yeah so over it all but we've been drinking today we've been swimming today it's been it's been fun yeah it's been a good day jesus christ cookie yeah, man. no should i close this door um yeah go ow your dog is right over my foot <laughs> are you okay yeah, just she has nails. Yeah. What do you think of his painted door? Looks nice. Yeah. Cool. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I like black doors. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah. Yeah. So why don't you go first? Okay. So <laughs> how was your weeks? Okay, so the past few weeks have been really tough. My business basically took the biggest dive ever. So my business, Mutz Cuts, is no longer operating. And it's really because even pre-quarantine, I didn't have like a strong... It's just myself. And I rented out a small space. And, you know, the people surrounding the space didn't have a very strong... Um, like, they were too tumultuous yeah they were going through their own like like business divorce and even with the quarantine like the property managers and the landlord didn't want to budge on the price even if they gave me a certain amount of time free um they just didn't really want to budge on the price and i knew in the long run i could not afford the kind of because the rent out here for a unit is astronomical yeah they don't really want small businesses and even though this place was built out for a dog salon i doubt they'll get somebody in right away for the price that they're trying to rent it out for so i had to become creative and i took a job at a daycare center that are is now opening up services to the community for grooming and i'm going to help them open up those services which is nice so in the meantime i was working a corporate job and i put my two i took a I took a leave of absence because of the quarantine Mm -hmm. one because of they were not initially very protected 
and still to this day could not follow CDC guidelines to a T. Yeah. Um, and they didn't provide enough PP, uh, PPEs and it just wasn't enough support in, the, you know, aside from there wasn't enough support corporately and managerially. And so I took a month leap of absence and I just chilled at home. And that's when I had like my anxiety attacks and everything was just kind of falling apart. And then, um, I had to go back because, you know, the leave of absence was only for a month and I went back and I worked like a two solid weeks straight Yeah, and it was a nightmare. And, um, then I, again moved to um barks parks which is going to be offering grooming services and um we'll see how that goes so so that'll be kind of entertaining on the podcast because i'm not going to be working for myself anymore i'm going to be working for people who are learning the learning the ropes and it's one of those tricky situations where they don't know anything about grooming but the the couple that own the business are very receptive and they do strive to educate themselves and I told them straight out, like, I'm constantly learning new things. So you need to be a part of that in one form or fashion. If you don't want to pick up the scissors and you don't want to do the labor, that's fine. But you should be understanding. Understanding. And <clears throat> learning the business side. For sure. So I'm going shopping with one of the owners tomorrow at our grooming uh, supply store or warehouse here in Las Vegas and I will be shoving a lot of information down her throat about you know shampoos and equipment and stuff like that to the best of my ability of course what products do you have in mind to be bringing well I'll probably start off with the basics there is well yeah I will be doing the best shot system the sprays and the two shampoos or the shampoo and the conditioner that I use constantly because I feel like that's a starting off point to where and not only that it's just like it's a good starting off point for them because they don't understand the higher end shampoos yet and one we don't have access to where you can touch them you know what I mean so they'll have to go and they'll have to do their research and I'm here to provide that information Mm -hmm. but until that point I need them to know that this is going to be probably your best mid-grade shampoo that's going to give you a high-end result yeah and um it's probably good starting off so that way I can obtain a better budget um in the future because they still have to purchase a lot of equipment and like redo everything for me and i mean they're like okay how do you want your salon built they're basically telling me i can have it built however i want to and that's very nice but i'm just so excited just to get back in the game i'm like i don't really care until i get the feel and the vibe of the room and what i need we can move from there just keep in mind that you're probably going to want to hold a budget every month and then we can work from there yeah so um there's that and so yeah so i figured we'll start off with make great stuff and you know just make sure that they're pulling out high quality cuts grooms and you know you know the clients are seeing a higher end yeah. groom and then we can go from there and then i can get you know, probably the Le Pooch whitening or, you know, we can start talking about B3. We can start talking about other shampoos and trying other shampoos yeah. that I have not. Um, 
because they are a daycare, I'll probably like I'm not the biggest fan of quadruped, but I'm probably gonna bring I it. I love it. I know you do. And it's not that I don't hate I don't hate the product. It's just this psychological thing where it's like I can't rinse it off and it still foams. That's what bothers me. But the scent, the smell, and the feeling, I don't hate. The product is good. Mm-hmm. It's just getting over it. Getting over it. I love it. I finally figured it out. I finally figured out the product. And that's another thing I was waiting for because it's usually you like to experiment more than I do. I just Mm -hmm. like having answers and I wish you had more answers for me all the time. So I have an an answer for Quadruped. So I tried frothing it to save money. I didn't think I was getting the results that I wanted. So then I went to the way that it's recommended to be used. But I did it to where... I towel dried the dog off. Uh huh. Then I put the quadruped on. Uh huh. And then would re towel dry the dog. Just to get the excess off. Just to get the excess moisture off. And then I would blow dry it. But I didn't like the way it felt. And I didn't, I don't know, I just didn't like it. So now what I do is I leave the dog wet. Okay. And then I put the quadruped on. Okay. With the, the dog dilution rate, which I think is like four to one. Mm hmm. And then. I towel dry the dog and then I blow dry. Okay, and I'm getting the best results that way. See, I was doing what the recommended thing was, and I felt like it was just too heavy on the coat. Um, That's good, but and then I was like, oh, I'm just not going to use a lot of product. But I'm like, you don't have to use a lot of product. I'm not using a full bottle to a dog. Yeah. So, but I don't do a lot of big dogs, anyways. So I'll take a bottle. I'll fill it like one. I have one day where I use it on almost every stop. And so I'll take one bottle and that bottle will last me all day on a Great Dane, a Golden Retriever, a mm-hmm. Pomsky, and a Lab. See, I'm trying to figure out the amount. That was my biggest thing is like, how much do I it use? It spreads nicely. But then that's the thing though is like, do I use a lot? Do I, do I use mm-hmm. a little? What's the feeling of spreading? So that's the thing. So... Yeah, so it's, like, more... I think it's going to be easier for... Because it's a daycare place. Like, it's going to be easier just to spray and go the, like, the shorter-haired dogs. Mm -hmm. Like, the Danes, the Pits, the Labs, you know. So that way it's less work for me if I'm not doing a full D-shed on them, so... No, that is a full D-shed. I'm getting... Okay, so I stopped using the Best Shot because I'm blowing out way more coat Mm -hmm. and seeing better results. So it's less brushing? Nice. With the quadruped. Nice. Okay. I don't really brush dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but before quarantine, when I was really using it on my palm ski, yeah. I was starting to notice, because he's on an every two-week rotation, I was starting to notice that I was getting less blown out. Because him, with those types of coats, you can't really do like a full-on brushing, I guess you could say. You can use the rake, but I don't... I don't know. I don't like the rake for his coat. You just kind so of have to go I'm just using it. the brush and comb. Yeah. And then the staggered comb that we have. Yeah. And I was seeing amazing results. But then when, obviously, we got back from quarantine, I let it, you know, because I bathed him first. So he's sitting in the quadruped for like 20 minutes while I bathe his sister. And my trailer was fucking covered. Just like so covered in hair. And then I wasn't barely brushing anything out. Yeah. It was amazing. 
I'm in love with quadruped and you're skipping that extra step. So you're, well, for me, you're saving water and you're saving time. Do you have the medicated one? The eucalyptus one? No, I just have the basic. Oh. I don't have a lot of dogs with skin issues. I just, it's the same one. It just has that, I think the medicinal property is just the eucalyptus yeah. or the yucca. I don't know, but I, don't I just, it. I love the smell. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if a Levon really does anything as far as. Yeah, I don't have too many dogs that have skin issues. Yeah. So I don't really keep a whole bunch of medicated on my in my unit. Yeah, no, I had stocked up on two years ago on medicated shampoos and there's really only like a handful of dogs yeah. that I use it on and it's a cocker. Yeah. And a dog that has Cushing's. So I mean there's really no absolute use. And then I'm kinda just like where that vet said, like it still rings in my ear. Like, should we actually be treating? No. Then that's another thing. I'm just using it just to use it. Yeah. And the itchy skin is just like, I just do clean the skin really well and moisturize for the cocker and stuff like that. So that was really it. I don't think I need to be. I think if we were to get regulated, I think for sure, maybe we should be a little bit more educated within skin. But well, that would become that would be that would go along the lines of like us being certified estheticians for dogs. Yeah, and that would be super cool, and that's definitely a goal of mine. But yeah, until then, I mean, yeah, I'm just chilling. Yeah, estheticians <laughs> for dogs. Yeah, technically, I mean, like if you want to like get down to it, sure, yeah, we can be. But <clears throat> I mean, I have brilliant ideas as far as like using certain things in shampoos or additives in shampoos to mm-hmm. like. I sent you that it was human based, but it was that idea that you were talking about. I yeah. sent it to you, and I was like, "This is what you were saying, but we should do yeah. it for dogs for sure." The we're not going to talk about that anymore. No, no, <laughs> no we won't. Yeah, but yeah. So like, I kind of figured out the quadruped, and I'm loving it. The amount of hair. Mm-hmm. We're not paid, by the way. By quadruped, but or best shot, not yet. (laughs) Holla at you, girl. Right, but (laughs) the stuff is amazing. The quadruped. Yeah, I still like the best shot, but I think quadruped for time, especially yeah. I Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just it's superior. But I do follow it up with the rejuvenate um, spray by Best Shot. Yeah, and then I use the Ultra Max to brush. Yeah, I dig that stuff too, and you know what? It's I'm again when I'm going into the new place, um, we're gonna switch over to instead of base prices, it's just gonna be hourly pricing, and you know, getting the dogs in and out. Obviously, you want to save time so you can get more dogs in. Are you gonna be stacking or doing the same model appointments? Just straight appointments. So you just. One individual. Yeah, because they want to make a kennel-free environment. But to make sure everything's on safety's sake, one dog at a time is going to be the safest, unless there's another groomer or bather in there. Yeah. So right now, if it's just me, it's just going to be one dog at a time. And, I mean, the price is right for that area. It's actually more expensive for larger dogs than it would be, like, the salon across the street the salon across the street is maybe two dollars cheaper or two dollars more expensive for like a shih tzu but they're not (laughs) for like a doodle large dog and stuff like that so 
which they have a, a very large clientele for large dogs. So if I'm going to be doing large dogs, I need to be paid large dog prices. Yeah. And hourly is the way to go because you make less money doing a straight price. So like if you're doing $75 for a doodle, I know that sounds outrageous, but just bear with me. It's just a, an example. Yeah. So if you're doing $75 for a doodle that's taking you three to four hours, how much are you making on that dog? Yeah, exactly. So you have to charge an hourly rate for these larger dogs for it to make sense business-wise. Yeah, for sure. And that's what we're going to go into, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool that they're receptive to that. So moving forward, I guess I'll keep you guys updated in the next coming weeks how that's going, how the grand opening is, mm-hmm. you know, how well they're doing with their marketing and promotion because it's all on them now. All they're doing is taking my advice, but it's all on them. It's not me anymore. So I, there's that lack of stress. I mean, it's a, obviously a pay cut, but you know, I got to work. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. got to find a job, got to keep it moving. And I'm, I'm just nervous that I hope it's not all just smoke and mirrors. It may as well be, but I'm very adaptive to those things. Because even in the private salon, if it wasn't working out, I just kept moving forward. Yeah. And when things don't go my way, it's not the end of the world. I, It's always happened to me. And when things do go my way, I appreciate those things. Yeah. So you know yeah you just got to keep moving forward keep trying your best and doing your best no not me when nothing goes my way which it really never does (laughs) i have like the worst reaction ever and it's like a meltdown and it's because i care too much oh i care a lot i just i care in a different fashion yeah no i care emotionally (laughs) I have so many issues (laughs) and they're stemming from my childhood (laughs) and that's why I go to therapy. (laughs) It's it's the truth. But okay. So the other day you text me and I asked you, how's your day going? And it was just like literally one day with a months if not six months worth of awfulness so how was your week vanessa the whole two weeks of me working were fucking miserable yeah it's been for my life (laughs) right now it has been non-stop since the week before i started working we moved to today has been non-fucking-stop and I am so tired. I'm emotionally tired. I'm physically fucking tired. I got an illegal massage today. Okay, I spikizied that shit because I my body felt like it was gonna explode. Yeah. So I was off seven weeks before we started working. I had booked on average this entire month about five to six dogs a day. Who the fuck does that after taking seven weeks off in your body is... It's so funny because we were just talking about this last time and how I said 
oh, it's probably going to feel a little crazy going right back to work and right back into the swing of things. My Are my hands going to work fast enough? Is my body going to work fast enough? Is my emotions? Okay, so I remember and, this conversation that you're, and you're like, talking about. Oh, I'll just get back into it right away. I've been doing this for so many years. Just taking a break means nothing. Okay, okay. So what it is is... The grooming part, like the scissoring and all that stuff. Because I remember this conversation. Yeah. And yeah. I remember saying that I'm not scared about cutting a dog. Well, and yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like not forgetting saying... how to groom. But, okay, whatever. Physically, it's fucking taxing. The first week, I had six dogs every day. Yeah. I fucking hate myself. I had six dogs every day, and I had big dogs, at least two to three big dogs every single day. Yeah. It was my big dog week, my first week, and I was just like, why would I do that to myself? Because you're a masochist. I I hate myself. I I would come home and lay down flat on the ground for 25 minutes before I got in the shower. I'd get in the pool. That's what I did to cool my muscles off. (laughs) That's good. But literally... It was just, it was just disastrous. So the first week was tiring. It was just really hard on my body and nothing really disastrous happened that week. It was just, I took on way more than I could chew and I was just going through shit of just getting back into work and trying to get back into the swing of things and getting back into my life. Yeah. And then moving on top of that. So my routine, I didn't have a routine. And when Vanessa doesn't have a routine, she she gets crazy. Gets a little crazy. And I have to improvise. And when it comes down to my job, I have everything down to a T. And you hate improvisation. I hate improvisation when it comes to work because I have a routine (laughs) and I know my routine and I do the routine. I come home. I do the same thing every day and then I'm off in the morning. I wake up and I do everything in the same manner from start to finish (laughs) and then I go to work. So my routine has been off and it's been killing me and I'm trying to find a new routine because the layout of my house is completely different and it's very stressful. (sighs) So it's given me a little bit of a buyer's remorse (laughs) because it's not working with me. Um, so the first night that I brought my trailer home, I scraped the roof. So I took a chunk out of my wrap and then I took another chunk out of the wrap and not just like a chunk, like a straight line of chunk. (laughs) I dragged my trailer across the roof and I didn't realize it until I got to my client's house and I look up and I just see jagged edges and I was like, there goes (laughs) $4,000 and it's just black and gross. And I'm like, fuck, like really, whatever it is, what it is. So there was a day last week that was just a fucking shit show. Like I was on the brink of, no, I'm sorry. I wasn't on the brink of anything because I went straight psycho. (laughs) I completely lost it. I was literally just laughing and talking to myself and just being like, this is it. Like, it's cool. And I had this, like, air of around me that it was just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, come at me. I will 
stab you. I will say anything to you because don't ask my opinion today because you're going to get the answer that you don't fucking want. You know what I mean? <laughs> that kind of day. What is it? Is that Limp Biscuit song? I don't know. I hate Limp Biscuit. Oh, where it was. I don't know. I can't even sing it right now. But anyway, so what happened was, let's see. Where did it begin? Positive Educational Training is an affordable monthly subscription that helps groomers like us transform our business and take you and your business to the next level. How can you get to the next level? Easy. You can watch all previous workshops and have access to upcoming monthly workshops. As someone who has personally subscribed and purchased one of the offered grouped programs, I can honestly say I thoroughly enjoy the fire it has lit under my ass. Go to our website and click on our sponsor tab to change your future. Well, let's talk about the beginning of that day. That's why I'm trying to start. Who was your first dog? Who was my first dog? Why don't you look at your schedule? What day was this? <laughs> um, you'll have to look it up. Oh, it was on uh, Thursday? Last Thursday. No. Oh, last, last Thursday. No, it wasn't that day. It was Friday? Yes, it was Friday. It was last Friday. It was the 8th. So, I am driving to my first client's house. And I round the corner and I see this dog. Fucking running down the street. Chilling, pissing on rocks. And being like, I got no care in my life. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I am a bleeding heart when it comes to stray animals. I stop every time. It doesn't matter if I'm working. It doesn't matter if I'm on my way to a party. It doesn't fucking matter. I have picked up dogs and taken them to the vet in between appointments, and I just I just fucking pick them up. Should I pick them up? I don't know, but I do. And Probably so, because it's so busy in that area. No, the street that he was running down is fairly neglected so he was probably running home no he was running in the opposite direction um because i know what street he lived on the lady told us oh okay so he was running in the opposite direction he looked he was a jack russell terrier he looked really well taken care of he had really short wait okay where'd that white fluffy dog come from that was yesterday okay so we're going further so we're this going was further. A, okay so this was a jack russell terrier yeah okay so not I the was, dog that i picked up yesterday okay so i was conflating the two sorry yeah no okay. no no okay so within a week apart i picked up two strays <laughs> <laughs> so and the one that i picked up yesterday i had to pawn off on my old neighbor but i'll get to that story yeah so um i picked up the dog it took a little coaxing and i'm literally just parked i'm two like three or four doors down from my very first client and so the dog finally comes to me and put put the little my little um grooming loop grooming loop on it my lead and then i'm like now what (laughs) i'm like i am literally three doors down i have to go groom my dogs like what's up like i have three dogs at this house one stop three dogs so i'm like okay so i take the dog and i just put it in the car and then my client is outside waiting for me with one of the dogs and she's kind of like looking at me like what the fuck is in her car because i never bring my dogs to work because they're too scared and so 
I'm just like, hey. <laughs> She's like, is that a dog? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, I just found it, just running around. I'm like, so I can't leave it in my truck, but I'm also not going to let it go. So usually I take two dogs at a time and then I take her one that has um, health issues. He's blind and stuff like that. So I don't... Oh, the three palms? Yeah, the three palms. Oh, I love those dogs. So I don't like him hanging out on the floor. So I do him solo now. So I take the sisters. I'm like, we're just going to take them one at a time because I don't want any of your dogs on the floor with this dog. And... She was completely chill with it. Yeah. She was like, okay, that's cool. She's kind of has a bleeding heart too. And so we mix it up. She puts her dog, she t- I said, take a picture in the trailer, send her the picture. She puts it up on like this ring app. And then I put it on the next door app and I put it on, it's like this Las Vegas lost and found, um, dog. Yeah. Um, group on yeah. Facebook. It's really, really popular out here. And so the dog's just chilling with me, super friendly, like well taken care of. It's not a crazy Jack Russell Terrier because it's fat, so it can't be too crazy. <laughs> it was literally a sausage. So it's just sitting in the corner chilling. I gave it water and blah, blah, blah. So then I see like this two cars, like within an hour and a half of me grooming the dog. I'm on the second dog now. Um, just put the dog on the table to blow dry. And this is the blind one. And so I see two cars fucking zoom up to my client's house. And I'm like, this has to be the owner's. And so my client texts me, hey, so like the owner's out here. Can you bring the dog out? So I have her take her dog because I can't leave the dog on the table. And I don't want to put him on the floor. So then I go and grab the Jack Russell who is covered in Pomeranian hair like (laughs) fucking covered I'm trying to like blow it off but it's not really doing anything and I open the door and the lady is hysterical just fucking bawling her eyes out like my dog my dog and I'm like girl I've been there like I'm choking up my clients choking up this random lady who tried to call me on Facebook who saw my ad and then saw the owner frantically looking for her dog and my dumbass didn't put i put in the ad like have dog in grooming unit like grooming trailer yeah i didn't put my business name because <laughs> i was trying to deal with like grooming and dealing with this dog and yeah. i was just like frantic and then she saw leaving their neighborhood she saw my trailer like from the back and she's like i think that's a trait like a grooming trailer and then she drives up and then they're like, okay, yeah, this must be it, right? And um, so I, the lady was just fucking crying. And she's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm like, I don't have to do a check. It's this fucking lady's dog. And the dog looked like it didn't even care. Yeah. It was just like, mm-hmm, I'll go to anyone. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. He has a sausage. <laughs> right? Pretty much. You have food, okay. Because he was like completely fine with me. So there was that. That lady was super happy. So that was my good deed of that day. And then usually when I do good deeds, nothing good follows. (laughs) That's usually how my life works. And this is why I'm not nice to people. (laughs) Because good things happen when I'm an asshole. Bad things happen when I'm good. Yeah. So that's just what happens. So I believe it was the next house. I pee in a bowl. 
Like, let's just put it out there. I get lazy. And I also noticed that when my pee hits the stainless steel tub, it has like this really gross aroma and I'm not about it. I don't know if like the ammonia is like mixing with the stainless steel and like it has this, I don't know. And it won't come out. So I pee in a bowl and then- Okay, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) You have a little porter potty. I do. But I don't feel oh. like wasting bags. Oh my god. The bags are expensive. So then what do you do with the pee? I put it down my drain. It's a thing. It's a mobile grooming thing. I am not alone in this. I'm not saying you're alone, <laughs> but I'm like... No, the bags are expensive because I get biodegradable bags that are environmentally friendly. So you're just waiting to take a shit in them. Those are my shit bags. Okay. okay. So then instead so, of that, you just pee in your I bowl. I just pee part. in a bowl that has a little bit of water in it, you know, like a toilet. And then I pour it gently down the drain so it doesn't mix with the stainless steel. Okay. Okay. So then now I have no aroma. Yeah. I figured it out. There's a crack in my bowl. And so, okay. So I have peed on myself several times this week because of the crack in the bowl. <laughs> but this one was really bad. <laughs> So I am squatted down because my thighs are like steel and would crush the bowl into little pieces because I'm awesome. (laughs) So I'm like full squat. And sometimes, you know, I don't know. I know this only happens to guys after like they finish. Like they come and like it dries up and like so their stream will go crazy. But for females, streams go haywire for no reason oh yeah sometimes i'm a dribbler sometimes i shoot a straight line but a lot of times it trickles (laughs) yeah it'll just go to the left and down your butt cheek or it'll go down to the right and down your butt cheek that day it chose to go to the left and i thought i caught it but i happened to just be pissing on my shorts Because I'm, you know, I'm in full squat, like all the way down, and my shorts are around my ankles. And I get up and put my shorts on, and I'm like, I'm wet. (laughs) Oh my God. And so I kind of just like turn around, and I have a huge spot of just piss (laughs) on my shorts. There's pee on my floor, and I'm like, okay. Let's move on now. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So I just... And I don't like the feeling of wet clothes. No one likes the feeling of so wet clothes. So I just took toilet paper and just shoved it. And just groomed like that until I had to give the dog back with pee-pee shorts. And I am just like... Wow. <laughs> the dog shampoo spell will mask it, right? I just left it. I didn't even try. Because I didn't want to smell like piss and flowers. It just was... It is what it is. I just rocked it. I just went with it. Yeah. And that's what happened. So... You had pee-pee shorts. I did. On your second house. The second house. So now, I'm like, okay, this is fine. This is good to go. Like, it's cool. It's chill. It's whatever. What, What else could happen? So... God answered me (laughs) because God is the one that makes things happen. Sure. You know, it's not Satan. So it's God. He smited me. (laughs) He said, hold my beer. Challenge accepted. 
I haven't heard the prayers of starving children, but I heard this bitch down here <laughs> say, what worse could happen other than pissing on my shorts? And he said, I got you, bear. I got you. I got you, fam. So I'm driving to my last client. Me and this client have not always been on the best of terms. She always catches me at the wrong time, saying stupid ass shit, and then I don't always respond the most respectful way, because she catches me always at the wrong time. It's just, it's what it is. I don't really like her. She doesn't really like me. She just can't give you up yet. She just can't give me up. She's not ready. She's not. I do her dog well. I know she's been other places, and she just doesn't like the way they groom. But, you know, when she came at me saying that her dog had Bordetella, and she came at me a little accusationally, I educated her. (laughs) (laughs) I educated her very nicely. Yeah. At least that's what I think. Yeah. But she didn't like it. So then she went MIA for a while. And that was fine. I was like, yes, dodge a bullet. But then she came back. And so I'm on my way to her house, going over an overpass. And I hear this huge bang and then smoke coming from my engine. And my car kind of like does this like little weird thing. And I'm like, well, it's still driving, but I shouldn't be driving. (laughs) So I pull over on the side of the road, on the side of the overpass. And I'm like, I'm kind of scared to open it. So I call my husband. I'm like freaking out. Like, oh my God. And he's like, well, you got to look. And I'm like, I know I got to look, but I don't want to. Like, what if it, I have like this huge fear of tires exploding in my face as I fill the tires with air. And I have a fear of, just random cars like engine stuff yeah it's even with the generator i have a fear that it will explode in my face and shrapnel will kill me like it's a legitimate fear so i open up (laughs) the hood yeah and i immediately see it my car was literally like bleeding blood it was like red and i was like oh my god my poor baby Bleeding blood. It was all red. It was. (laughs) And uh, my radiator completely exploded. It happens. Like it cracked. You could see it from the top. Just all along it just exploded. And I was like, that's cool. And so then I lost it. My mind lost it. I'm trying to call people to come help me who I think has a truck because. They can't tow my truck and trailer. So I have to have someone help me tow my trailer so that my truck can get towed. Yeah. So, and I wasn't about to just leave my trailer on the side of the fucking road. Like, that's not happening. So I'm, like, calling people, and I just, like, turned into this smart-ass bitch. And, like, so I'm talking to my dad, and he's like, oh, we're at the river. And I was like, you're at the fucking river? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah. And I was like, I've been off for seven weeks, and you just now decide to go on a family trip to the fucking river? That sounds fucking delightful. I am so glad you're having a great time right now. (laughs) And he was like, yo. And I'm like... 
that's just really fucking rude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I've been off this whole fucking time. I'm like, that's so great of you. And so like, I just had like this really rude arrogance about me. And so then I call my friend and he's never towed a day in his life. Well, no, no, I take that back. He has towed a day in his life. Yeah. And it was the worst day of his life. Yeah. He rolled it. (laughs) He rolled the trailer on the only time that he's ever towed. And so he's like, um, I can come get you, but this and this and this, and I won't tow it. And I was like, well, I can drive your truck, like, if you don't mind. And he's like, that's fine. And I'm like, okay. So he finally comes and picks me up. And as I'm preparing to have him come get me, I need to move the truck away from the trailer. So I unhitch, I put chocks behind my trailer because we're on a decline. And my truck won't start. The guy said, my mechanic who wasn't too far, said that I should be able to drive it to the mechanic, but I can't tow because it will put too much pressure on the engine and the alternator and cause further issue. Yeah. So now it's just not starting. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, yeah. I, like, I can't even drive two feet to get it away. You have to push that shit. No. I called the tow, and um, we, David gets there, and we're just chilling, kind of waiting for the tow. And he's like, maybe about, like, 20 minutes after he gets there, he's like, well, why don't we just try and push it? And I was like, okay. I'm like, it's on a decline, so that just could be a little trail. hard. But we try it. And so, <laughs> I'm just, like, so stressed out at this point. And I go to put it in neutral and I go through the motions of starting it for some reason. And I'm like, all right, it's in neutral. And he's like, why don't you just drive forward? And I'm like, I can't, it's off. He's like, Vanessa, your car's on. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, it is. I'm like, it's on, okay. So I drive like a couple feet and then it dies. So it was fine. It got us far enough away that I can hitch up and all that and poor guy was just having a fucking panic attack the whole time i'm driving his truck (laughs) he is just like dying inside and he's trying he regrets all every time he's a satan savior yeah like he tries to be a satan savior all the time but i know like he's shooting bricks he was i'm like it's okay i'm like we're fine he's like you know, I didn't tell him we were going to be taking the freeway. And we get on the freeway. He's like, oh, you're, you're taking the freeway. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, wait, wait. Were you going to the other clients? No, I was going home. I canceled her. I just, I called her. She, you know what? She, you know what? She didn't even ask me. Like, no, no, no. She didn't even say, oh, no, I'm so sorry that's happening to you. Like, usually most clients are fairly empathetic. Like, are you okay? Yeah. No. She just said, okay. And she wasn't even going to call me back. Like, I texted her, after, like, maybe 30 minutes after I called her and was like, hey, I wasn't sure if you got my voicemail because I didn't hear anything from her. And she just said, okay. Did you reschedule her? I did for the next day because I felt bad. But she was still a bitch about it. And then when I went to her house the next day because I had to get a truck to work, she didn't even ask me, like, are you okay? Like, how is everything? Yeah, I don't like her. I've just realized this in this moment. (laughs) 
So she's on the chopping block. She is. I'm just going to block her the next time she fucking acts up. Gone. You act up. You trying to lip me? Gone. Gone. But anyways, so he's like having a panic attack and I'm about 23 minutes away from the house. And so he's just like dying inside. And so his truck was rated to drive or to tow the amount but then i found out he had a v6 and i don't know if that's good or bad but i was kind of made me not like nervous because i'm it like just, it's fine um but you wouldn't be able to tow like long term to, yeah you would have to stop at some point and yeah. just rest the engine and stuff. it was so I was the like, v6s uh, nowadays aren't like they're not bad it's just yeah i just don't think i would want to yeah i don't think i'd want to tow long term with a v6 like every day i think that'd be too much on your engine i think it would be fine as long as you turn off the engine at some point and let it rest mm-hmm. but like if you were going camping and you were driving a trailer cross country that's probably not a good idea i don't know but so we finally made it home and then we had to go through the motions of getting a rental because one of the perks is that with a van or a trailer you can keep going you don't have to skip yeah. a beat. You know, you just get a rental. So I find out that U-Haul is not a viable option for that. You can't just rent a pickup truck. Because she, I was talking to my insurance person and they were saying that it's more cost effective to go with their insurance instead of putting the truck on my insurance. Yeah. When he was telling me this, he didn't fucking tell me that my trailer would not be insured because the trailer is only insured by the vehicle that is towing it. Yeah. So he was about to just fucking let me rent this U-Haul and like do my thing. And then with my luck be rear-ended the next day and then my whole life would be ruined. Yeah. And he would obviously have to be murdered. (laughs) so that's just what it is but so i'm talking to the u-haul lady and i was like will my trailer be insured and she's like no and then so i call my insurance and they're like yeah your trailer is only insured by the vehicle that's towing it so if the u-haul insurance isn't going to cover it then no your trailer isn't going to be covered why the fuck would you recommend that then like yeah why wouldn't you tell me that right off the bat so we're like, okay, well, option number two, let's see if we can borrow a truck and put them on my insurance. So we finally tracked down a truck. I'm going to borrow my in-laws truck. So we do that. So I'm going through the motions with the after hours lady to put their truck on my insurance. For like a temporary thing. Yeah, just a temp thing. <clears throat> so we do that. And she's asking me questions. And she's like, would you like to put on a put the renter's policy on it that you have on your truck. And I was like, what's a renter's policy? Like, I'm thinking a renter's for your house. Yeah, or like... Or or you're like... Yeah, like you're renting a home. And she's like, no, it's... So if you have an issue with your vehicle and the vehicle's out of commission, you can rent a vehicle. And literally my brain exploded. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what 
and she is starting to kind of like ask me more questions and i'm like i'm sorry i'm having a mental breakdown can you please give me a moment because i could not think i was just like i called my insurance lady three fucking times that day three fucking times where was this information there was none she they didn't they didn't give me any of that information there was none of it none of it like there was no information from her at all or him them so i tell the lady is like look i'm so sorry but what you just told me exploded my mind and like i just could not answer you and like i have called my insurance lady several times today and not once did they give me any of this information so i spent like two hours trying to track down a fucking vehicle to work she's like oh yeah they should have told you (laughs) she's like i'm so sorry but then come to find out it still has to be approved and stuff like that so it could have been denied but yeah i like had a mental breakdown and then i've just been like going through personal shit and yeah so that's just been like piling on. And so I feel so bad. I still haven't mailed out that swag. And I told her I'm going to mail it out tomorrow. But I've just been like a fucking mess. My whole life has been a mess in two weeks. It feels like it has fallen apart. And it was supposed to be like a glorious reopening. And It was. It was supposed to be easy. Not just easy, but it's like, yeah, you can get back to work. We can have the money flowing. Life can get back to normal. Oh, no. Now I'm just in $15,000 debt. (laughs) (laughs) Because now my credit card's maxed out (laughs) because I had to fix my truck. Yeah. Oh, I feel you. Like, it's just, it's delightful times. Mm -hmm. Like, so we got a letter. We got a letter from my insurance at the beginning of our quarantine that my insurance was due and we pay my insurance in full because you get a bigger discount yeah i did the same thing which i get a call and cancel maybe they'll give me some sort of refund Take back yeah you do yeah usually you get a check and then my um license was due my county license was due at the beginning of the quarantine so we didn't pay any of that. Oh, and then my registration for my truck was due at the beginning of the quarantine. Yeah. That's lapsed. I haven't paid it yet. I have, So I'm driving with expired tags. Yeah. Because we just couldn't afford all of it. So now, I, then we got the alternator fix. Not the alternator, the radiator, radiator fix. So then we went to go get the smog. And she's like, oh, you have to wait to redo the smog. Because oh, because it was flashed. Yeah. Yeah. So my life has just been like in shambles and we've just been charging. I know my credit card has already been maxed out. So like, we're just like, no money's coming in. It's just not enough. It's not enough and it's coming in, but it's just like, we luckily have, um, suspended our mortgage and our credit card payment and our loan because we had to get a personal loan when my daughter was born and so it doesn't mean that you know i mean it's just suspended i don't have to pay it so we're Mm -hmm. just but it it, they're still accumulating interest it's just on the back end of the fucking thing yeah there's no it's not it's not like oh you can just not pay for these three months it's just not forgiven it's just not forgiven yeah it's just like oh we'll not penalize you it's Mm -hmm. cool you get three months 
you can figure it out. It's just on the back end. Yeah. And then Chris, he gets unemployment, right? And uh-huh. so um, because he was a service industry worker, unemployment, the actual website won't let us put our full address in. So they sent out an unemployment card, right? And they sent out an unemployment card and um, it got returned because the address was not valid. So he he's not one of those kind of people who will sit on the phone for you know 24 hours just to try to get into unemployment, which I'm like, you're an idiot. Just keep doing it. I know yeah. it's a hassle. Just keep doing it. But he's not that kind of person. So he's like, I call 50 fucking times. I'm like, just keep fucking calling. You have to just sit on hold. So we have, we have a huge chunk of money from like weeks of unemployment that we haven't been able to touch. And I'm like, we can pay our mortgage on with, you know, that yeah. our mortgage and some of our bills, like fucking do it. Yeah. He's not really doing anything else. No, he goes to school. Oh, okay. so he's, he's still, um, long distance or doing it online. Yeah. He's doing a school online, which is, yeah, but it's not 10 hours a day. It's no, it's not. It's not. And he just has no patience for it, which I get. So he tried the emailing route. So like we're having this like, yeah, so everything is a fucking mess. And I like totally understand. <laughs> it's life is a mess right now. I just figured that like going back to work would kind of fix everything. I, I didn't, I went, I wasn't expecting things to be fixed. I was thinking I was, I almost thought like maybe I can get a leg up finally. Yeah. Because not everybody's working and those who are working are essential. And so there's still money coming in for me. So I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, things have stopped. Maybe I can get a leg up. That's not the case. Yeah. No. Maybe for some, but. Yeah. No, not for people with our luck. (laughs) No. None whatsoever. So, yeah. No, the first two weeks of work have just been miserable. Yeah. Miserable. Yeah. And the dogs are all miserable too. Um, I have not had a problem other than um, the last dog that I did on Saturday. So Saturday was the first really bad matted case that I've actually seen in years. Um, I ended up having to turn the dog away half shaved um, because he started to bite. And he didn't latch on, but he gave me a pretty good warning bite. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to, you know what? He's already showing a whole bunch of other physical ailments. I'm just not going to keep going. This dog needs to go to a vet. So it had foxtails embedded all in its skin. Some of them were being pulled out with the blade because you can't see them. So they're just pulling out with the mat as it's peeling off and just showing holes as foxtails leave. Yeah. And then, so he had about like 10 of those within the half, not even half of what I shaved. He had like 10 of those. And then I went to go shave the arms. And then as I shaved like on the chest area towards the arm, Mm -hmm. a scab came off and it was just like this, like just a beautiful chunk of skin ripped off. And then in both armpits, toward and down the leg, you could see just that if I shaved it, there was just I was just gonna be peeling skin off. Yeah. And it was gonna be exposed, rotten flesh. And then its back end didn't even have a hole for it to shit in, like shit out of. Yeah. 
I had those dogs before. So the story of the dog is supposed story of the dog. I don't, you never know. Yeah. But the lady took the dog from a friend who moved to Mexico and he was like, I don't want the dog. I'm not taking the dog. And so she took on the dog and she was hella pissed. She's like, I just thought it was going to be an easy strip. And, that, and I, I have not been allowing people in the trailer, but I allowed her in and was showing her, like, you need to take this dog to the vet. You need to have the vet sedate and shave this because they're going to have gaping wounds in the armpits. And that rear end area is going to be so raw and exposed. I'm like, this dog is going to be a little bit of work. So I didn't end up charging her because she was a little, a little out of my area and it's not a very well-off area and she was already kind of stressed out about what I was going to be charging her for the shave down. So I just was like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to charge you for the time that I was here. Just, just take get, the dog. Just the take vet. the dog to the vet as soon as possible. I'm like, because that's a good hole with pus coming out. It's already infected. So I'm like, unfortunately, this dog's going to be a little bit of work. And she was just not happy. Well. So. Yeah. And then I found a dog yesterday running down the street. (laughs) Literally on the way to an 80s party. So I'm running in my fake Doc Martens down down a road. A busy road in a crop top. My tits were just bouncing everywhere. And I had to, like, put it in high gear, which is really hard in boots. Because she was just... Deuces. She was gone. And so then I finally, this lady got got out of her car and kind of cornered her. And we're kind of, like, fucking just working it to where we can get to her. Where she kind of felt trapped, which I hate doing. But sometimes it's the only way to grab the dog. And I had her up against a wall... And thankfully she didn't try and bite me. She was very sweet. You just scooped her up? Just scooped her up. No thought. Sometimes you just kind of have to like jump back. You're not even going to give him a second to bite. You're just going to. No. You're small enough. Let's go. go. (laughs) Let's go. And so I took the dog and I pawned the dog off on my old neighbors for the night. Because I was on my way to a party. And then I went and picked up the dog today and took it to a, a, a rescue, which is our old boss. So... Yeah, yeah, that was that. Fucking picking up dogs left and right. Left and right. But yeah. So that's my been like my first two weeks of work. That's insane. It's been a lot. It took about an hour to explain. Just the nightmare that is coming back. Yeah, it's all a sham, guys. <laughs> it's just been fucking hell. I can't wait for things to get back to normal and settle so I can start to unpack. Yeah, but you also have to keep in mind things might not be normal coming back, like after everything's said and done, and you'll have to find a new normal. So I'm so fucking over COVID. I hate to say this, but you're probably going to have to keep being creative and inventive and just kind of... About what? Just life. Well, of course, but I still had a... I still had a sense of normalcy. Like, I just have to find my new routine, and, like, I need to get back to that normal. And then yeah. I can fit in my gym. We're thinking about buying a gym. Not a gym, like, 
but like a gym for our garage. Cool. Because I don't think I'm going to be able to fit that into my routine, but I don't know yet. You never know. But yeah, no, it's been like fucking hell. It's two weeks of hell. Yeah. It just needs to get back to normal. Ready to move on to our next topic? Yeah. Gangs of New York. (laughs) Right. So... I usually don't steal topics from online. I like to try We like to try and be creative, but we've been failing. So <laughs> we are now just going to like steal topics from groups <laughs> and talk about it. So whatever piques the interest. Exactly. And this one like totally piqued my interest because it was interesting. It was, it was such a weird concept because she was living it out in her previous town and then she was moving to a city and they had way more mobile groomers so she i guess from my understanding the the place that she was previously living in they all the mobile groomers had territories and so like they were all very respectful of each other's territories and being <laughs> someone who has been born and bred in a city, a large, I've always lived in large metropolitan cities. And, well, maybe not super large because Temecula wasn't that big. But I've always lived in a city. Yeah. Where it's very much to each his own. Yeah. You don't really fucking ask permission. Yeah. You do your shit. Yeah. You make that money. You get that hustle. The capitalist mentality. Yeah. Just keep it. And so she came on... The group asking how territories work in cities. And everyone's I don't understand how they work anywhere with Because she lived in a small town, so there wasn't a lot of mobile groomers. So I think it was viable for where she lived. Yeah, so they're like, oh, just don't come across the street. Yeah. That's your side of Main Street. This is my side of Main Street. You cross it, I smack you, you know? (laughs) Yeah, like, it was just kosher. Like, they were good, and they were all successful. But I don't see that working in cities. Yeah, no, hell no. No. It's because people have... I'm a socialist when it comes to certain things, but I'm a capitalist when it comes to cash and when it comes to business. Yeah. So it's like, no, people have their choices. They're going to go where the, you know, they yeah. want to go. And I mean, if you're, if you're licensed in that area, do it, do it. Yeah. Go there's for it. nothing that should stop you. But I thought that was just such an interesting concept. I think it is. It really is interesting, but it's so hard to like really comprehend because even here we're so we're like there is three point five million people here in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. but we're really you guys don't understand how small we are as oh, yeah. far as like like land like mileage yeah it takes almost like if you were gonna go to one end of las vegas to the other end it won't take you more than 35 minutes in traffic so i mean it is you know you go to like the other town maybe it adds a lot of like 10 minutes but like city of las vegas is very small and condensed yeah we have fucking options. So yeah. it's like, yeah, we live on the east side. Well, you live on the east side, but maybe there's a groomer on the northwest side of Vegas. And you're like, fuck it. I'm going to Northtown to go to this groomer. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking call her up and be like, hey. 
mind. And then the person saying, oh, no, you live on the east side, so you have to stay on the east side. Yeah, get out of here. I live on the east side, but I don't service the east side. No, you're bougie. I am bougie. Um, I thought it was so funny because you gave me so much shit for living on the east side <laughs> for like so long. You're like, I got to keep my doors locked. Hey, we did. I we, I mean, granted, like we have a full security system and we have been here for like two and a half weeks. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then once the business starts making a little bit of more money, we're getting cameras for the front. Business is going to pay for that. Yeah. So within less than a month, we're going to have a full-fledged security system. Security system. And then we're going to sign up with Brinks because they work with Nest. And then so once, if anything gets triggered, it goes straight to the cops. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't feel 100% safe over here. (laughs) It's safe enough. It's safe enough. But I won't go out there at night by myself. Yeah. Gives me sketch feelings. Because I'm pretty sure my next door's neighbors are tweakers. They always have people in and out. Randos. Yeah. Well, you saw... You saw, like, the house that I lived in up the street from here. It was, like, two working class families, a retired older family, and then it was, like, this other family that were constantly fighting because they were so fucking, like tweaked out they're like constantly fighting in the middle of the cul-de-sac so the only the cops would come all the time and it was always for that neighborhood and we thought we were the white trash neighborhood because we had two broken down cars in our lawn no they were it they were it they were it (laughs) and it was just so fucking funny because we're like damn no we haven't had the cops here yet um but in my old neighborhood we had cops there all the time you know what it's really funny because chris like okay so my husband lived in projects right when he was growing up so like you know once he starts making money and like living a better lifestyle he's like no i'm not going backwards i'm gonna go forwards but even on the east side the only time we had the cops called was for that fucking crack house in the corner of the cul-de-sac yeah right and it was just not something that was like oh it's okay like we get it but then we live in like mountain's edge if you guys are familiar here with vegas it's like a pretty like it's one of those master plan communities Mm -hmm. and it's like really swanky in some part most of it is like all newer stuff so we live in a decent amount as well huh over in that area yeah we had a hostage situation like the first two months we lived there and we're thinking in our head like what the fuck is going on move back to the east there's side this, <laughs> there's this crazy lady that just walks in and out of our neighborhood now like harassing people and i'm like uh you you can tell that there's some drugs involved and yeah. you're like but she's like nasty like you're probably thinking she might like cat claw you or something so we're like what the fuck what was the point of like paying two three hoas when we could just live still on the east side in a bigger ass house it's just not the like swankiest looking neighborhood yeah you know when i was leaving the neighborhood like officially we just i just finished clearing the house out my the neighbor or Cup three, four houses down. It's the last house on our street going out to the main street for the neighborhood. Three cops at his house. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, the street behind us, literally that we share a fence with. Yeah, they got um, murdered, right? 
one one renter or one owner of the house was a hostage situation um shot his brother in the leg and then was holding the family hostage then the second person to live there they got shot and killed by SWAT and then um there were gunshots it sounded like we lived in the projects but it's <laughs> yeah, a nice no, we, area in, in mountains edge they go shooting in the desert like because there's no this was inside the housing neighborhood where you shouldn't be shooting fucking guns no 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 <laughs> but my point is is i was like oh yeah we're so used to that like yeah i've you know growing up in the neighborhoods that some of us lived in were not like always the nicest and so, like, you kind of get used to that. Yeah, yeah. But then it's, like, it's still when you mirror, like, the neighborhood with the shots, you're like, it doesn't make sense. Why is this? Yeah. No. It it's doesn't. all a facade. Live in the broke-ass neighborhood. Just live rich, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, because it's a working class. So they have a little bit more value for their stuff. Like, I don't live in, we, like, the east side isn't necessarily the hood hood. It's working class it's the east side it's It's like if you guys know about the east side of vegas there's a certain smell there's a smell is there i haven't smelled it girl i used to walk because i i went to the grade school up the street and the middle school right up the street tortillas nah it's not like tortillas it's sewage but there's like this certain smell that the east side has it's just it's a little grimier it's just a little roughed in you know what i mean but like the houses well, are this was the swanky back in the day this these oh hell houses, yeah but that's how all neighborhoods are they start off like the nice no, neighborhoods this is this is where the rich people lived in vegas yeah in like the 50s and 60s this was like family neighborhood where the rich people lived and this was like the swanky side of vegas yeah and now it's not (laughs) so like people are living in these big ass houses with like big ass pools yeah but the area is just tacos that's what it is i was so disappointed in those tacos today we should have just went with cuban food yeah but we had to drive to pick it up i was in no condition to drive we had 45 minutes to wait for those fucking tacos (laughs) The Cuban place is right up the street. I know we're gonna. I have to go there. Gotta support my client. Yeah. But, but yeah, though that is a weird concept when you're talking about territories and you're like, oh, I can't cross this line. Yeah. And then it just, it just, it's not. I just don't see it. But I mean, I guess in a smaller, more tight knit community, it could get away with it. Yeah. Or like, like even like a unionized area. But even then, it was still like, there's enough dogs. There's, like, enough dogs for people. Sure. Like, out here... There's definitely enough dogs for everybody. Yeah. So, so, like, our local grooming forum or whatever group, mm-hmm. those who are open now, like, not everybody's open, but those who are open are, busy. like... Fucking busy. They're all booked out. Which, good for them. So. Yeah. Well, I'm booked out pretty much till June. I'm not taking any more dogs this month. I have two days where I have two dogs. And I'm like, I'm going to take that break. Yeah. Maybe. I'll probably not. But it depends on what your pocketbook says. Oh, no. My pocketbook is happy with all the dogs that I'm doing. Two days isn't going to kill us yeah. to do a, to have two slow days. Yeah. But I'm just fucking like, I'm over being it's- I'm like, when's the next quarantine? (laughs) (laughs) Probably in, like, November for us. Or, like, when it it starts getting cold in, like, December. 
I'm like, when's the next time they're going to shut Gumi down? Whenever things starts getting sick again. So, all right. So, like, here's a question for you guys. Have you guys, those in quarantine or those who haven't started working, have you gone crazy with your dogs? Like, have you overly groomed them? Or not. Or not. Like, I know my littlest dog. Well, I only have one dog now. But my little dog, she's a wreck. I look at her and I, like, dude, you rolled in shit, didn't you? You know? Like, Mm -hmm. she's gross. And I have all my equipment at home. Because I don't have the heart to sell it off yet. So I have all my shit. Don't sell it, dude. I'm not going to sell it. I told Chris I wasn't going to sell it. He said that I shouldn't sell it. Yeah, keep it. Because what if you do open up again? Then you're going to need all that shit again. No, I know. I'm not going to, but like, if worse comes to worse. Like, I have a ton of toothbrushes, which I'm probably just going to sell to Barks Parks. Well, yeah, sell that stuff, but I'm talking about your blow dryer. Oh, no, 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 no. Your table. No, I'm not going to get rid of that stuff. Because I still do groom, like, dogs at home that they don't feel comfortable grooming in their facility, which I understand. I never understood that concept. Hospice dogs? Like, dogs that are probably going to die on your table. Like, a guarantee. you're still keeping the same model, so why would it matter? You're doing... new businesses it's it's hard to grapple when you're not a groomer and i'm not going to push that on them if they're going to if the people are going to come to my house it's my it's cash for me it's fine yeah. no i get it but like i never understood that concept like um remember our friend who went mobile she had a couple clients that refused to do it in her trade her van they were like no we'll only go to a salon what do you mean yeah like her client she was still going to the salon that she worked at before opening up her van yeah and her clients were like no i don't want you grooming in your van i only want you grooming it in a salon that's weird yes it's hella weird i don't know about that one like i can understand like you since you don't take large dogs anymore that's kind of like your choice as an owner yeah but no she was like they saying that they didn't want the dogs in her van. Oh no, their dogs because it's a daycare, so they have dogs everywhere. So it's just probably not in their best interest to have dogs that are very sensitive. Is the grooming going to be open concept with the daycare dogs? No. Oh, you're gonna have your own room. I have my own room. The bathing oh, area is okay. open concept. So the- how am I gonna come visit you at work? You can. You're over twenty one. It's also a bar. So like they'll allow me to go back into the salon. Yeah. You're not bringing your dogs. I don't have to pay. No. You can drink. Then you can have to. You'll have to pay for the drinks. Ooh, and I can chit chat with you while getting drunk. I can't see why not. You have to uphold social distancing, so you can't sit six feet next to me. I'm gonna go lick your face. And they don't get kicked out. You would get kicked out. I would have them kick you out <laughs> and arrested with force. <laughs> with force. I'm gonna do it. But yeah, it's a doggy daycare and bar. I think that's amazing. I heard that they weren't doing very well. I heard so too, but I guess they're doing really well now. So you know that salon that opened up over on Maryland Parkway in Windmill? Okay, so I they sold. Yeah, and so, like, I talked to the owner, the new owner of it, and I, I was going to have an interview with her before, after Barks Parks, and I, you know, it's a great location, my mm-hmm. clients would go there, that's fine, 
I told her to send me a picture of her updated prices. And even at 50%, it's not enough. How much is she charging? 45 What? Yeah. What? Yeah. 45 what? for small dogs. What? And the doodle price, I think, was 80 And I'm like, um... It wasn't doodle <laughs> price, but it was large dogs. <laughs> it's allergies. Sure. It is. Jesus. So I said no, thank you. Like, cause I would, I didn't want to waste my time interviewing. Yeah, for forty five fucking dollars. Yeah, half of that. So I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do that. That's insane. That's so eighties. I don't know what the prices were in the eighties. <laughs> I was kind of just born then. <laughs> I don't know a hundred percent. It just seemed like the thing to say, but that's so ancient. Like forty five. And she's a very young. Um, woman, like she bought them from an older couple. Yeah, I guess the husband wasn't doing well. Yeah, and she was she was the manager, and she took it over. So she's not gonna be in business very long. It's gonna be on the market soon. Good. Well, not good for her, but I'm just saying. Hey, I tried. I tried (laughs) systematically swooping in on my territory that I had. Like, I had it all laid out. It yeah. was working. But then COVID happened. Which you would think would work in your favor, because he doesn't want it to sit there vacant. Yeah, well, there it you didn't. go. He's an idiot. Yeah. Well, it was the property manager and the yeah, landlord. Yeah, an idiot. The landlord. I mean, he can't do anything that's up to the landlord. And the landlord's he's an idiot. Yeah, the landlord's a fucking idiot. Yeah. yeah. So it'll sit there it's until they're sit. like, oh, yeah, here, we'll do it for... 75% off. Just keep your phone close. He might be calling. You could just call him for the game. Just checking in to see if he's willing to budge. Oh, I will. In a month. For sure. And he's going to be like, not yet. What? Yeah. But I like the idea of just taking a break while all this shit happens. Yeah. And not having to worry about the business side of things. Yeah. Being, a co- being an employee is not that bad. I just have a problem with authority and they just have to be okay with my attitude. Yeah. I, that, yeah, that's the number one reason why I am an owner. Because I have an attitude problem and I don't want to do an attitude adjustment because I work just fine for myself. (laughs) Well, I don't necessarily have an attitude problem. It's just like, for some reason, and I'm not saying I have a superiority complex either. Oh, she does. But it's just when they just like are not helpful and I'm thinking in my head like, if I leave like I just understand my value as a person as yeah a rumor and I'm thinking I'm like if I fucking leave you're gonna feel it you're gonna feel it the moment I step out mm-hmm. you're gonna regret your decisions yeah do you really want that to happen so like that's my attitude about behind like same getting on me about stupid shit like don't get on me about stupid shit like yeah. either do it yourself or Tell me to do it, and I'm either going to do it or I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a lazy person. It's Communicate. Just, That's what lacks is communication. Yeah, communication and the think the, like this sense of entitlement. Like I'm already doing a very laborious service. There's going to be certain things that I'm just not capable of doing, and it's not because I'm fucking lazy, and it's not because you know it's just life. Things happen. So yeah. yeah. So I just want to know if you guys are going crazy and like overdoing your dogs, yeah, or not doing your dogs at all. I have not touched mine in eight weeks. You just throw them in the pool; they're all right. Ugh. 
That's now they're shedding. <laughs> okay, and let's be real. You threw them in the pool. I did. Rude. Cookie's going to be all about it eventually. I don't. It's going to kill my filter. But, all right. So, that's kind of it. I talked about myself a lot, which I like to do. You do that a lot. I do. I do. But we know this about me. And I try. I try very hard to make an effort in asking people about their day. Yeah. So, send us your stories. Yeah. Send us anything. Yeah. Send us whatever. We didn't get any fucking stories this week, and I'm really disappointed. (laughs) You can still hear the animosity from the past two weeks. (laughs) I know. But just let us know how you guys are doing, if you guys are holding up well, Um, if any of you have gone back to work. How has your first week been? Oh, my God. I'd love to hear if it was a monstrosity like mine. I'd love to hear if it was good because I support you and love you. That too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Don't forget to share us. Don't forget to like us and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And follow us and download our episodes off of Google Play, Spotify, and iTunes. Um, Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.